Palmer here at Off The Cup, where conversations lead to inspiration. Today I'm joined by an amazing friend that took her passion in the film and entertainment industry onto the big stage. She's the founder of Britney Ray Productions, directing her first play, Midnight Mugshot, that sold out two consecutive days in the Alvin Ailey Theater in New York City. Without further ado, here's Off The Cup with Britney Ray. Like, look, you guys trained me. Look, I was working with you guys. 
for my internship. So um, on the interview portion, that was easier. And then for the project portion, no one was willing to help me. I really had to do it on my own. And so I looked at it like a senior thesis or something, whereas I had to create like this whole deck and opportunity for a casino in Atlantic City. And so um, I just tackled it like I was in college. Like, I'm like, this is a regular school project. I'm gonna just get an A on it. But really, I need to get a job on it. And so, um, just, I think the only way I can prepare myself is like, literally staying up the night before to do it. Like, I really felt like I was bringing you over me. Like, cause I used to work better under pressure. And so it was like two o'clock, yeah. It was like two o'clock in the morning. My mom was like, did you start that project? I'm like, I'm gonna start it now. She's like, are you crazy? <laughs> do it like 9 a.m. I'm like, I work better under pressure. And I did it, and they loved it, so, yeah. So, when you got the opportunity to start your career at the radio station, yeah. what were some of the things that you were looking forward to? So, I was looking forward to networking. I knew that I would be working with so many professionals in the industry, whether it be celebrities or it be the people that they were working with. Um, I'm more of a behind-the-scenes kind of person. Like, I don't see celebrities and be like, oh, my God, it's so-and-so. Like, that kind of stuff doesn't impress me but I know that it takes a team to um, make it happen for that person. And so for myself, since I put on productions or I create content, I'm less of the person that wants to be in front of the camera all the time. So I, I was very excited to work in radio to just see how the ins and outs of the radio station work, but then also um, meeting um, industry professionals, whether they're managing, production, um, all those types of jobs, because I felt like in order for me to be good at what I wanted to do, I need to know who's helping to create it happen for everyone else. So, yeah. so let's, let's let's start with that, right? Like, let's actually dig a little deeper with that. You said creating content and you know finding people to invest in me and what I want to do. Yeah. What is it? What is that? So, for me, uh, starting back at the University of Albany, I was the president of Black Theater Productions on campus. Uh, what we did was we wrote all of the plays for the university from scratch. We wrote the music, we wrote the scripts, we created all of the content. And so, uh, and which also for me kind of happened by accident because my friends were going to audition for a play and I just wanted to chill with them and they're like, just come on this audition. I'm like, okay. And so I went with them to the audition, then they somehow convinced me to uh, audition for a role. And I got casted to be Dorothy of Ruby of Oz. So it was like crazy, like y'all got a big role. It just was a lot. And so I was really excited to be a part of it, but I'm like, what do you mean like you guys wrote this script from, um, from scratch? What do you mean that all these songs are original? And I was really inspired by that, and it was really interesting, and I was like, okay, I want to learn how to be on the team. Like, I, it was fun as being, you know, Dorothy, but I was like, I want to be the one that helps create things like this. So my sophomore year, I was like, I'm running for vice president. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, literally. And I got voted as vice president. It was like the craziest thing ever. So you got voted or you got it? Um, so I got voted to be vice president. Like, I, read, I went up on, on the bill to be vice president of Black Theater Productions, and I got the role. And then my spring semester, the president at the time had graduated, so I became president that my sophomore year in the spring semester, and then I remained president two and a half years. And so I got my team together, we were writing all this content and doing plays at the university, we would cast the students um, off campus, and you know, one of the greatest things about it was that we were finding raw talent. Like, we weren't just finding the students that were in the performing arts schools. Like, you had 
students that were athletes, we had students that were uh, doing the poetry plans on campus, like all different types of um, students that were became actors or became singers or could sing or didn't think that they could, you know, sing in a play. So we were really developing talent. I mean, some of the people who would just go to their house and like knock on the door, hey, we think you'd be good for our play, you wanna, you wanna come audition? And some of those people are actually acting in different, um, on TV networks right now. And so it just was an exciting experience because we were young and I'm still young and I'm trying to find out um, how to also redevelop talent within people who are working regular jobs and they think that they can only survive by doing that. And it's like, no, like we're millennials, we're young. Um, now is the time that like, you can use your daytime job to, you know, be a part of your own dreams. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So, wow, that's beautiful. Um, tell me more about Midnight Mugshot. Like, what is it about? So, Midnight Mugshot is about a young man who works in a barbershop, and he takes care of his little sister because his parents passed away. And so, um, she's like a growing teenager, out of control teen, who's like always getting into trouble because he wants to be like a cool older brother slash parent that he is, it's like he's always protecting her and so she's constantly always getting in trouble and people around him are warning him like, hey, you know, you better watch out, like, you, know, you can't always like stick up racist, you can't always protect her, like she has to learn these things on her own and so the types of things that she gets involved with starts to escalate and then he starts to become a victim of the things that she's doing. So it was honestly a really good play that was about, it was a dramatic play, but we also like to pinpoint on things that are going on in the world at the time. So it was a lot of it about um, social injustices and wrongful um, accusations and men going to jail for something that they didn't do, and this is the way our system is set up. Um, and then just the importance of family and how you go so hard to take care of your family. Like my brother, he's here today, shout out to Prince. Um, but, he, you know, I would go as far as to do anything to make sure that he was good too. So, you know, it's just a lot of um, themes that was also in our production, which is something that we used to do even in Albany. It's always touch on something that's relevant that people could relate to and also learn from. That's good. That's that was my actually my follow-up question. So, would you tap on it very briefly? Is that where do you get your inspiration when you write these films? Yeah. So. Um, they either come from whatever's going on in the current events or we'll take um, different things that, like elements that we like, like if like old school love story, like I remember when this was lit on TV or a movie, and it's like trying to bring back that whole um, vibe, whether it's like the 90s vibe, 80s vibe, or, um, you know, everybody loves a, a good love story. I mean, I don't ask about but um, we always like to put love in it, but then like, I mean, we've done everything. Tragedies, deaths, like, and they're like, hey, why did you tell somebody all oh, like, because it's good. Like, and I always like to make sure that, that the audience doesn't know what's gonna happen. Like, I'll tell you one thing, you come to a radio production, I promise you, you will be like, yo, I did not expect that to happen. And I think it's because when I'm watching TV, I don't like to predict what's about to happen. Like, I can tell you, I, there's so many television shows I watch, and I'm like, watch, this is about to happen. It'd be the most outlandish thing. And my friend's like, why would you think that's gonna happen? I'm like, because it'll, that's how I would write it. And that's how I started realizing that, like, I could write certain things, because I used to watch things on TV. I would tell my mom, like, I remember scandals. And there was, like, a scene on Scandal where, like, Fitz was the pilot of the plane that kills her mother. But that didn't come out for, like, six weeks, but it was like, he was a pilot. The mother was killed in a car, uh, plane last Monday, right? And I'm like, 
yo, why shouldn't be the fact that you the one that killed the mob? And they're like, why would you even say that? I'm like, I'm telling you, because that's how I would write it. Then five weeks later, Shonda came through, and that's what happened. They're like, my mom was like, I'm going to go crazy. She's like, how did you know that? I'm like, because that's how I would write it. I'm always trying to keep the, um, the viewer at the edge of their seat. So when we write our content, it's always stuff that we like. We'll get in the writer's room. It's literally not a woman's woman show. Like, it's me and my team. And um, literally, whether it's like Fatima or Shanice, Gopi, Dwayne, shout out to all of them, um, Tyler, they'll all get in the room and we be like, we should do this, we should do this. And even having, I, honestly, like being a woman writer, African American woman writer, it's, I guess, in right now. Like a lot of women are starting to finally be respected to be in this industry. But I'll also shout out to the men that are on my team too, because I, I can write what I think a man will say, but then some of my actors be like, you know what I'm saying? It's just a simple But I'm so open to that. I'm like, look, we're gonna have fun, like, we're gonna have a good time. And that's another thing about bringing your productions. I always wanted to create a fun environment. Like, you shouldn't come here and feel like this is work. You work your nine to five. Like, we're gonna have a good time, we're gonna be making jokes. But the men on my team as well, they have such great ideas. They're like, nah, throw that in there. And I'm like, yo, that was so, like, we have so much fun. But it's also being aware that not just the things that I think is great, is what they think is great, because I need I need my entire audience, because I know it's gonna be multicultural, multi-generational, to enjoy it. And so it can't just come from what I think. Like it's definitely not a one-woman show, um, but it's really a great um, time to really work with one another to get really good ideas on paper and on screen. Absolutely. Wow, so much good stuff, and I, and I appreciate you for sharing that. But one of the things too, even with writing, right? You know, you've done a phenomenal job and stuff. You know, you sold you. way out for two consecutive days and stuff. So God, I saw that it was on Billboard time to, uh, on top of Times Square. Yeah, Times Square. I was crying. Yeah. I was crying. No, I didn't know that. I was in the car crying. It was a day of my show, and we was on. We had a Billboard in Times Square. That's how you got it so good. But we had a Billboard in Times Square. And we in the U-Haul driving us up, and I just started crying. We're like, bringing you a top screen. I'm like, I'm like, what? I just started crying. I'm like crying right now. But it was just like, it was like a God moment. Because I'm like, this is something that I had like chance to do for six years. And when you're sitting on like really good content, and you know you have a really good team, you would love to be recognized. And I, I'll say this, like, we live in a world where people look at what everybody else is doing on social media and online, and you can really get caught up in what they're doing and think that you can't do it or feel like you're behind. But when I tell you it took me six years to do this, it did. And I remember seeing some of my friends had like billboards for like different companies they were working for. And I'm like, how, like it was so crazy. I had this weird thought in my mind, like that would never happen to me. So like when someone put me in Times Square, like I was just like, I remember that thought was like a couple of days ago because I saw it on social media. And so you really can't look at what everybody else is doing and say, I can't do that. And I'm like literally saying this on camera because I can see how discouraging that could be. And people looking like, oh, you're always so smiling. And oh, like everything just works out for you. It's like, no, like there are times where you, you know, get a little bit discouraged yourself. And when that happened for me, I was just so happy and I felt like I deserved it and I earned it. I was like, like I just started crying. And they're like, and then I had just got my makeup done. So they're like, you're never It was a really great day. It just was a reminder that like every 
single late night because you got to put in the hours. Like, this does not happen overnight. I'm still staying up late working on stuff. Like, and if you're building a dream, it's like you have an amazing team, but somebody has to be the one that, you know, organizes those phone calls, creates the schedules, even after your conference calls, working on the notes. And, like, it's, it's literally a nonstop thing. Like, I always say that I work a nine to five, and then I work a five to nine. Like, and my five to nine is really pretty production so if you don't put a time into that no one's going to do it for you so that's one of the things that i'll say like y'all could be a time square too like it will happen you just have to do the work and even for you probably like, i'm so proud of you like even you doing your show like it's like if you don't do it no one's going to do it for you my boss used to tell me like people don't wake up in the morning and say i think i'm going to call my salesperson today <laughs> or buy a million dollar package like no you got to put in the work you got to make the phone calls so um yeah, shout out to just doing what it is that you want to do for yourself, whether it's in sports or music, entertainment, television, a podcast. Like, there's so many opportunities now where you don't have to bang on the doors. Like, we live in the best time right now where you can create your own content and people will watch it. You can send it to your friends, send it to five friends, they'll send it to 20 friends. Like, it'll go viral in a second. And so, now is only the time to really do what it is that you inspire to be, and no one can tell you what you can do like there's a lot of haters out there i will say and they'll be like they're doing what or how do you think that's gonna work like and i'll say one thing too like just be careful also who you share your dreams with and that can even be like in your family because being a millennial we're more likely to do things on our own and go for it but like other generations they don't understand this so they might say like you're crazy or get a nine to five and um, you know, it's not gonna work, and that stuff gets in your head, and you're like, maybe they're right, like, I should just do this. Um, and no, like, if you work at it, you can do it. And I know so many friends that are in the industry right now, big actors, television, all that, and their parents are like, what? No, you're gonna be a doctor, you're gonna be a lawyer, and then going against the grade, and now they make it like 10 times, and I'm like, and their parents are like, oh, okay, like, what did I tell you? Even my own mom, like, shout out to my mom, but like, she was like, when we got the video produced, like she would even leave the house and come home late every night. I'm telling her I'm doing the show. And it's like, I'm telling her I'm doing the show, but I don't think she understood that I was doing the doing show. Doing the show, right. And so when we got our sizzle reel back for the preview, I showed it to her, I'm like, and she's like, what is this? I'm like, this is the preview. She's like, oh wow, like you're doing like a real show. I'm like, so what you think I was doing this whole time? Like, and then when they got there, my mom and my dad, they seen it at the theater, it's like, Wow, like, I really think they knew that I could do that. You know what I mean? So, and then once it happened, my mom was wearing a shirt and everything. I'm like, she's like, I promoted and everything. I'm like, yeah, but when you were going to promote it, we was down the block in a little community center, like, you know? So, it's just, don't doubt yourself. If you know you can do something, like, just do it. And even if you fail at it or some things go wrong, just do it again or just utilize your gifts because we only own you. Wow, cheers to that. Hey. Ooh, cheers to that. Don't do this dopey, isn't it? So, you know, you mentioned, you know, African American woman, writer. Yeah. Kudos to you because you are changing the game, right? And um, who are some of your like inspirations for film and the industry that inspire you to think you write about? I feel like some of my inspirational writers and directors are like Ava DuVernay, uh, Shonda Rhimes, uh, Lena White. Um, I mean, there's so many, uh, and there's a lot up and coming as well that I like like to look at. Um, I, don't, I can't think of the names at all off the top of my head right now, but 
Um, anybody who I see literally starting with a dream and wasn't handed the opportunity. Because you have a lot of people who I think people are just giving them, okay, here's a platform, make it happen. Like, you know, black is in. But I'm like, there's a lot of people that are out here that are also um, doing very tough topics, um, such as Ava DuVernay, when she did the When They See Us. Yes. And, um, powerful, powerful. Yeah, and, you know, watching something like that, it evokes emotion, and that's what I also like to do in whatever I write or direct. And um, it gets the credit within the crowd, and might not be from the awards um, committee, yeah. but to me, I... I want to win awards in the future, of course. Ooh, that's the goal, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's the goal! Oscar Tony. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that, um, you know, just seeing um, people uh, touch on topics that are very prevalent in what we're going through, that also inspires me. But even like Elisa Ray, who started with just a YouTube um, series, yeah. The Awkward Black Girl, that's kind of like what I did when I'm saying that um, we started from scratch and we built up. like. It's like I, I would love the networks to be calling me Absolutely. and saying, hey, what's this thing you got going on over here? Like, we need you. Rather than, hey, please, like, I'm a writer. Which is, I think everybody, you know, is at a state where they want to, uh, you know, create something. But, you know, I'd rather it come to me rather than be saying. Absolutely. And that's what you continue to do. And having sold out, again, like I mentioned before, back-to-back days, having your banner and, like, a billboard top of Times Square and stuff, just creating, because I I personally am upset and disappointed in myself that I didn't get a chance to see it. You know but what? from what I saw, <laughs> so many influencers, creators, people of, you know, supporters that were there, mm-hmm. and it just provided me a sense of gratitude and appreciation for you, just knowing you. Like you said, nine to five, five to nine, yeah. right? Being able to uplift that and show your parents that, mom, dad, this is what I'm creating for myself. Yeah. You finally get to see something come to life. And to me, that's powerful. Yeah. So what about your team you value the most? I think I value the most about my team is that we're literally family. Like, before we get to work, we're making jokes, we're showing memes. We're like, yo, did you see this? Like, we're talking and just hanging out. And I love that um, they're very um, willing to just help me with anything for the for the team. Like it's literally like I can't even say that it's just for me. It's literally for the team. Like we do this for the team. And so a lot of times um, they'll be traveling from so far. Um, they come from Jersey. They're coming from like the last stop in the Bronx. It takes twenty three stops for them to get to our meetings. Like the sacrifice because it's like. Alright, so we have a little mantra. Yeah. I'm gonna share with you guys. Our mantra is one year to make it. Like one year to make it. So we even said we're gonna start a record label called One Year to Make It. Don't steal my One year to make it. So um, our mantra of one year to make it is really to get things in perspective that it's not much time out here. Everyone's making the content, everybody's creating something, everyone has a team. And if we don't do what we need to do at the time that it's attainable, then um, it's not going to happen for us. And so we even have a word of the year, and our word of the year is attainable. And so when my team and I get together and we suggest certain things, we're suggesting actors and actresses and uh, locations, and I say, don't forget the word of the year, is it attainable? 
Because they be bringing up some names like, we can get that to Washington. I'm like, attainable. Like, literally, I have, uh, I wish I had a board so you guys can see, like, you literally have a driver's board in the year, the word of 2020 is attainable. Uh, what actors are attainable? And it might not be somebody, like, it doesn't have to be people that uh, I would say are just like our friends and family. Like, we can, we have created, um, you know, savings up, we create a budget to get actors and actresses. But we also want to be realistic on what we do because we don't have enough time. We only got one year to make it. And so, like you know, like make it. so um, we literally, we as a team, we have to make it happen. And it's not going to be just me. I mean, there's times where right now we're filming a short film uh, called Make Love Great Again. Like the project we got coming out called Black Collar Crimes. And that's a good one. Um, that's a TV show that we're working on. Um, so good. Um, you have one stage for that? You have one stage. So right now we're working in production for um, Make Love Great Again, and then next we'll be um, casting and doing everything for Black Collar Crimes, which is a um, television show that's focused on millennials and a little bit of funny things going on in order to make it. So it's kind of like it's kind of like our lives where we are. When you graduate college and you come back to the city expecting certain things, and what you thought was going to happen doesn't happen. So, I'll tell you a little bit about that. I don't know if you mind. Yeah, go ahead, please, please. But yeah, so Black Collar Crime. I can tell y'all because it's copyrighted, so y'all ain't going to Yeah, it's going to be good. <laughs> so, Black Collar Crime is um, a television show idea that um, we had came up with about students, how we go to school, we do the right thing, we come back to school, we got all these loans, and uh, we're trying to find a job. Not everybody has to like me where like a job calls you. Like you're trying to apply to all these jobs and it's like you don't have experience and you know how how are you gonna make it out here, right? But then when you come back, it's like it seems like the people that you left behind are doing way better than you. Like you go to the club where you was once lit at the alpha and opening, everybody can't wait to see how walk in, but now you go to the regular club and like the scammers or the bottom people, they don't want the older girls who's in front of their face, they don't care who you know certain guys are. Like it's it's about finding your balance in this world as it is and doing what you gotta do to make it in this world. So it's some crimes in it, um, it's some love stories in it, it's um, it's just real, it's, it's real. It's, it's whether you went to school, it's whether you were in the military, how you can come back and you think that your life is gonna be great um, after you serve your country and not knowing where you know that's gonna take you. So you know that's some of our projects that we're working on right now. Um, so we have like a schedule for these things, and then we also have a spinoff of Midnight Mugshot. Really? Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So spinoff to Midnight Mugshot will be a, a television series that we wrote called Unlikely Neighbors, where we're putting um, the barbers back in action. So they're actually That's roommates, dope. and it's like a sitcom -y, uh how, you know, we used to watch the 90s shows, right. so like whether it's like something like a Danny Box show or Fresh Prince, it's like a sitcom about these funny guys working in the barbershop and like, the things that they deal with. Well, Britt, I know we talked about a lot and stuff, and now we're kind of concluding and we're kind of getting into the, into the last couple of questions here. Um, what's one thing that you wish people knew about you more that you never had the opportunity to share? Good question. One thing I wish people knew about me is my heart for people, I think, because it's like I want myself to succeed, but if I'm just standing by myself, like, what's the point of being here? So it's like literally getting my whole team, whether it's the people that work with me behind the scenes or even the actors that are on the screen, um, making it, giving everybody the opportunity to really become the best version of themselves. Like, literally, 
where, I mean, some of my actors, they work behind the scenes on shows on Broadway, but they want to be on Broadway. So I'm giving you the outlet to do that. And I think that um, even with Britney Ray Productions, like, I saved my money to do this, and I didn't ask anybody for anything. Um, I had some people on my team say, here, take this, take this, like, you know, trying to give me money and everything, um, just because they supported the vision. And um, everyone has that same mentality, like, we all want to help each other, we all have a dream, we all want to um, see ourselves, be able to buy our families houses and things like that. So I think I just want people to know my heart for people. And then also for people that are watching, you know, like, they might not see, um, they might not be a part of it, but they might see it and it might spark them to want to be a part of it or be able to create their own um, vision. So, hard for people. Uh, I just love to, you know, help people with their talents and make it Well, that's exactly what I felt throughout this entire conversation. Oh, and I you. hope people feel the same way because you can see the passion and character and the love for people, uplifting talent and discovering new talent and stuff. And I feel like you continue to do Great job. What's one piece of advice you would give to the viewers who want to get into production, who want to be into film entertainment this year? What's one piece of advice that you should give? Um, one piece of advice I would say is all you have is all you need. Like, start with the basics. Like, if you got an iPhone, that's what you need to record. Uh, whether you're recording something with visual or on your voice notes recorders for a podcast, like, start from the basics. I think sometimes people think that. You know, this was out like this whole setup, and oh, when I get this, when I, when I save my money to get this, like honestly, sometimes that never happens because you need to start with what you have. So when I say oh, you have really need, start with the basis of what it is that you have, whether it's people that can help you with something, um, reaching out to your friends and family, and what resources they have to either get you an internship or um, get you in the door, or even sometimes through the window. <laughs> like, it, it'd be like that sometimes. So um, just utilizing whatever it is that you have to um, start with. Well said, well said. So, Brittany, tell me, what can we expect from Brittany Ray Productions and how can we best support you? Um, so, what you can expect from Brittany Ray Productions is a plethora of television and um, short films that we're looking to produce this year in 2020. Um, me and my team, we're getting together. We finished writing all of our scripts up to 2019, and so now we're just in the filming process of getting all that stuff off of the paper and actually into um, production. So those different projects, you guys will see some of those in 2020, so look forward to that. And I look forward to it, of actually being in a position that I can now, um, you know, get things done in take six years <laughs> to do things anymore, so, um, yeah. But everything happened for a reason, so I'm glad, oh, absolutely. I'm glad it all worked out the way it was supposed to. And then, uh, are there any social media channels that we can follow you on? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys can follow me at Brittany Ray Productions on Instagram. Um, also, you guys can follow me at Brittany Fly, B R I T T O T Fly. And yeah, keep in contact. If you want to contact me, you can always DM me. I'm always looking to help people out in any way. I'm always looking for actors, singers, dancers. Another thing, we talk about acting and singing, but we also have um, dancing as well. Uh, so if you guys are any of those things or just want to learn or, or work behind the scenes then you know, want to help with your own craft, like hit me up. Absolutely. Well said. Well, I'm going to make sure I'm there. Cannot miss another episode or another film series that you had. I just want to thank you so much for being on the show, uh, for being so sincere and honest with me, and for the people who are going to be viewing this. 
um, off the cuff as a platform where we discover the pivotal moments of rising leaders like yourself, to discover that everyday inspirations and that hidden lessons. And you touched upon so much. So just wanted to personally again thank you so much for being honest and uh, just being real. And I felt that throughout the entire conversation. So shout thank out to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Y'all got me on off the cuff, but hey, Absolutely. hey mom. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. That was off the cuff with Brittany Ray. Thank you all for tuning in. Again, my name is Christian Palmer with Off the Cuff, where conversations lead to inspiration. Inspirations, motivations. Okay, so I think.